This is Let's Talk Arts and Entertainment on WMAY. I'm Kevin Hart. This is State of the Arts, the next episode in the State of the Arts series. And I am joined in person by Gus Gordon. How are you doing? Kevin, I'm doing fine. Welcome to the theater. Thank you. It's uh, <laughs> it's wonderful to finally see it in person. I've been here. I've been here this week. Actually, that's right. You certainly <laughs> have. Yeah. Yes. I want to jump right into the show that is premiering tonight, streaming uh, through Showtix for you, Dracula, a radio play. Exactly. We taped Monday night, and um, you know things went really well, and we got it on tape. And Ryan Mitchley who was our video editor for the production, has been putting it together. We downloaded it this morning into the service, and now it's ready to go. All people have to do is go to showtix4, the number 4, U, the letter U, dot com. They can purchase a ticket, $10 for a single ticket, and um, you can get an email in return. You click on the link, and it takes you right to the site. 7 o'clock tonight is the start time. The unique thing about this streaming performance is it's not live, but it runs in real time. So it will start at 7, just like a theater show might, and you have to be there at 7. If you come in at 7.15, you're going to have missed the first 15 minutes. So we really encourage people to be on time for this, uh, this performance tonight. Tomorrow night, Friday night, and Saturday, Halloween, October 31st at 7 o'clock each night. Good, and this will be a wonderful, spooky Halloween show. I, myself, did actually, full disclosure, see this because I was helping out with some of the filming. Right. But I have not yet seen the fully edited together version, and I'm sure Ryan has been working hard on that. He was, I mean, he was running all around while we were filming it, and he's, I mean, he's got his idea, and I'm excited to see it. But I right. did, but I did see it, um, uh, I did, I did uh, listen back to some of the audio as I was, um, helping put some of it together as well and oh my goodness this is such a fun show i mean if you guys know the story of dracula i mean especially if you know the uh the the movie with bella lugosi but also right. if you know the story of Dracula, i know there's some a few differences that they probably did of course for you know a radio play version of it uh but i mean it, it really is it's you know it's awesome to hear and of course seeing mary myers doing all the sound effects and um uh, Don and Kayla doing the music. Right. I mean, it was, it was, it was super cool. Now, um, for those uh, for those listening, who did you play in the show, Gus? Um, I played Dr. Seward, who was mm-hmm. the, um, the doctor of the sanitarium where all the people with um, personal problems go. Right. And one of the, the people with personal problems in the sanitarium is uh, Renfield, R.M. Renfield, mm-hmm. who, as it turns out, was the familiar for Dracula, Mm. the human that kind of led the way and kind of organized things. And um, he is stark raving, or he's batty, in other words. Pretty much. Literally and figuratively. And um, so that was interesting to play that role. I played um, Jonathan Harker years ago when we did this production back in 2006. We performed it at Sacred Heart Griffin Auditorium. And um, this time around, I'm, well, what's that? 16 or 14 years older, uh, so I played a different role. And um, James Daniels came in and took the part that I played, which was perfect because James and uh, his wife Osney played opposite each other as Jonathan and Mina Harker, and they're married so they could share a microphone. Yeah. We saved a little social distancing there by putting a couple in that those two roles yeah and besides that they're brilliant oh, actors yeah, they're yeah, just great yeah they did a great job together um and uh, uh troy kemp played is dracula dracula and he did oh man he was 
Yeah. It's great, wasn't it? I well, mean, you know, was... Troy has this um, has this charisma about oh, yeah. him, and he just kind of oozes that that um, the, the the right qualities we were looking for in that part. And he really embraced the character, really embraced the accent. You know, I was listening to it this morning. Ryan sent me a copy, and I was listening to it, and I was just really struck by how great the accents were. Yeah. And I know I'm biased. I get that. But uh, Dennis Rendelman is Dr. Oh, Abraham yes. von Helsing, Van Helsing. Yeah. Great German-esque Dutch accent. And um, Brett Rutherford plays Renfield. Uh, Missy Thibodeau-Thompson plays Bertie, the Cockney maid. Mary Young plays Lucy Westenraw, that's Dr. Seward's fiancée. And we have Pat Foster as Williams, the Cockney uh, sanitarium, uh, you know, muscle, the the... the what would you call that? The, the worker in the sanitarium who right, yeah. wrangles all of the the uh, customers, as yes. it were. But just a great a great group of people um, in the cast. We have Mary Watts Myers, as you mentioned, doing the sound effects. Mary is a musical director, and just a percussionist, you know, par excellence. Yeah, and she did a fantastic job. Don Stevens and Kayla Prim provided the organ music and accordion music that has that that um, that kind of Slavic Transylvanian sound to it, yeah. and they did a great job with that. So it really, you know, it was a, a fun thing to put together, and really good people who could work quickly. And watching it, it felt a little, if I'm being honest, sure, if I'm being truthful, in performance it felt a little dry, but then watching it back, it's really all the pieces come together. Yeah. You see Dracula, but then you see Mary behind him with all the sound effects. It's it's fascinating to watch. It is. It's super cool. And this being a radio play, it is um, it is broken up into different segments that would be on the radio. You guys go into commercial breaks, and they're right. like vintage commercial breaks where it's like it's like we have the best bath soap for right. you, you toilet, know, toilet toilet soap. soap. Yes, <laughs> and, it's, it's, and it's so great. Yeah. Well, two of those are real commercials. Nice uh, for Lux. Uh, toilet soap is it was called and we did we took actual commercials we we doctored them a little bit to add a little laugh in there one was um about an actress talking about how she uses lux toilet soap for her complexion and she compares herself to a starlet that's out there at the time and it was joan crawford right so you know we say what a what a wonderful actress she is and we added the little phrase and such a wonderful wife and mother (laughs) and uh, when we've done this in performance that always got a great laugh from the audience because well mommy dearest we know that now um so we have a little fun with that and then uh, concordia village is our sponsor right and we wrote a spot for them that was in the style of a 1940s, you know, glib kind of commercial. And Pat Foster and Timothy Crawford, our announcer, took care of that. Uh, Tim's fun to work with. He helped with the sound effects, too. So, you know, we, we just kind of made it as true to the period as we could. I gave up on hairstyles because, quite frankly, people can't go to the barber right now. Right, yeah. So, you know, Troy's let his hair grow flowing during the um, during the pandemic, but I thought, you know, hey, and we're oh, wearing looks, mask in the background. Yeah, wearing mask, and I mean, it looks I mean, great when he's you oh know, yeah coming out his drag. You know, the, yeah, the long flowing hair he has. I mean, it's great. Sure, um, and, uh, exactly. So exactly. yeah, I think um, absolutely that'll play um, for people who are watching, and of course. Um, 
being radio play. People are listening <laughs> to it. And right. it's, I mean, you know, we've got all the sound effects in there, the music. And um, so, so yeah, and like you say, it is cool to see when, um, and because and it, it, it looked like it was, it really was all hands on deck with some of the sound effects. Because you had, it you was. Know, like, you know, like Brett would be back there with like the curtains or, you know, you know And Mary Young and was providing footsteps for just about everybody. Yeah. We had a walking board, they're called. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's just a piece of plywood on two other planks that has a, a very it sounds like a wooden floor because it's a piece of wood right. and we can provide all the, the walking effects there. And Tim was breaking glass and um, pouring the bottles of wine, things like that. Uh, even Troy got into the act. He had to help with the doorknob a couple of times. So you see Dracula back there opening and closing the doors. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, it, it is all hands on deck and Missy and I were rustling newspapers and because uh, Mary, although it's hysterical, you watch Mary Myers. And she reminds me of the character in Waiting for Guffman of the, yes. the trumpet player timpanist. He's, he's, yeah, he's got the trumpet and he's hitting the... Right. Yeah. And oh she's doing the same thing. She's working the wind machine and then playing a bass drum, creating the rumbling thunder. And, uh, and she's brilliant. She just does a wonderful job. And I have learned that percussionists make great sound effects, people. Yes, we do. Yeah. So it's not to toot my own horn, but yes. Yeah. I love I've done yeah, I've done a couple well, I've played orchestra for one show, but but when I was in um and I did a lot of percussion parts in it. But yeah, I mean in high school, you know, SHG we had a very small band and so we did orchestra pieces, uh, you know, uh, like concert band if they right. you know, I would always be I would either be sitting in a drum set with like two tables with everything, I'd be running back and forth. <laughs> so I mean it is one of those and of course, you know, Mary Myers, as we have said, and a lot of you listening probably know, if you have seen a show in this area with a drummer, good chance Mary Myers was drumming and playing. At least several a fifty fifty show. Yeah. I mean <laughs> if if she isn't at the drum kit She's, she's conducting. conducting it, yeah. Right. So, so yeah, mean, she's been... Or, or she's on stage. She is exactly. also a great actress. Yeah, she's and, been Hello, yeah. Dolly, and Annie, Get Your Gun, and in a lot of great roles in the area. You're right. Yeah. You're right. Yeah, so, so no, that, and that was, uh, so that was very great to see. Uh, you guys do not want to miss this one. This was, uh, this was fun to watch, and it was fun to be a part of, and I can't wait to see the finished product tonight. That is at 7 o'clock, also Friday and Saturday. Um through show ticks for you and tell us the prices again um ten dollars for a single ticket now here's the catch with show ticks um they will send you the email and you you have to look for that email because that will have the link to take you to the the broadcast and you might have to check your spam folder just in case if you're not used to getting uh, emails from this company so look there um if it's not in your normal inbox and um, yeah, it's it's very easy to use. You can watch it on your computer, or if you have a smart TV. You can hook it up to your smart TV. Some of us, myself included, are not smart enough to um, get it on my smart TV. But it, you could do it if you had a little more techn- technology um, experience than I do. Although I was a broadcasting major 150 years ago. Oh. But we were using Super 8 cameras back then, so it's a different story altogether. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, when I started at Channel 20 back in 1990, they still had splicing machines. Oh, nice. They weren't using them, but they still had the, the, um, the film area where they would edit the film um, in the studio, and they got rid of that. They were into videotape by then, of course, but still they had the remnants of those days. Oh, yeah. We had the, the diagonal spliced fade something. We, exactly. We used to have... We had a... We had one, we didn't use it, but we had one of the radio station in Carbondale, the student radio station. That, I mean, oh, I'm they, sure. They used to put tape together, of course, but yeah. Right. Uh, so yes, um, 
So yeah, the, the, the show ticks for you. Look out for that. We also have, coming up, an STC production also housed in the Hoagland. Right. We'll be through show ticks for you as well, I believe. Is yes, the it will. Spirit of Lincoln, which I believe there is maybe in the single digits of tickets left, if any, for the in-person production, the right. in-person viewing, uh, right. which will be here in this theater. Exactly. Uh, They're going to premiere the film they made. Mm-hmm. Um, here in the auditorium, they've sold 45 tickets, and I think you're right. I think they're down to single tickets. And then it's going to stream for two performances as well. So that'll be something to look out for in November. So there's something nice to do after the election. There's something right. to look forward to. And uh, they've done a great job. And, and we're really excited to see how the, the live event goes. Of course, um, Jacob Dieters with STC was just mentioning we're going to have to pay attention, obviously, to what's going on in the world. Right. Because um, it, it might turn out that we have to, um, you know, take a step backwards with COVID. But right. at this point, everything is still moving forward with that. And um, I think it's going to be, you know, just a fantastic, fantastic production. Yes, me too. And I am excited to see it. Um, and speaking about what is going on in the world. Sure. Well... You mentioned to me um, a bit of news very recently yesterday. Some, uh, unfortunately, we're taking a bit of a, a little bit of a depressing turn on the news here. Right. Um, about um, what was it? Seven hundred equity actors from Disney World and Disneyland. Well, Disneyland's or, been closed. Dis- okay, this Disneyland's whole time. been closed. Okay. Right. Uh, Disney World has been open, um, but they furloughed all of their live shows performers back right. in March and. Uh, Yesterday, um, I, I know, or the day before, I think on Tuesday, uh, the word came out that they are laying everybody off. So everyone in Finding Nemo, the musical, mm-hmm. everyone in the Lion King show at, at um, um, Animal Kingdom right. let go. And it's heartbreaking. I mean, and even the, 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 the variety entertainment at the Hollywood Studios, all the, you know, the, the citizens of Hollywood. Yeah. They were let go. It's the mm. Indiana Jones stunt show, let go. Uh, the Beauty and the Beast show at Hollywood Studios, let go. It's, it's heartbreaking. Many of these performers had been there for 40 years. They had, you know, spent their entire careers working for Disney. And, you know, people are upset and, you know, you're always trying to find someone to blame. I don't think it's anyone's fault in this particular case. No. They, they can't help that. Um, you know, Disney can't. They, they held on for as long as they could. And they're like everybody else. They're hemorrhaging money right now. Yeah. Even with some people coming to the park, and apparently it's being run relatively safely. And people we know have gone down there and had good experiences. But, you know, they have a fraction of the people they used to have. And that is a huge, huge enterprise to keep operating. My goodness, yeah. So it's, it's heartbreaking. And I have a couple of friends. One was a young lady who played Nemo in Finding Nemo. And um, she just got the news and she was posting on Facebook about how depressing it was, obviously. A lot of these people have been there for so long. But there was one uh, young person that was mentioned on Facebook who had just got his first contract oh. working down there. So lifelong dream, you achieve your dream, you get down there, pandemic. <sighs> yeah, so it's it's rough on everybody. Yeah. But, um, you know, if you're into the arts, that, that stings a little bit. Yeah. And, of course, all the movie actors and TV actors that are that are waiting on the sidelines and all of us waiting for new product. Right. There is some out there right now. And Kevin, I don't know about you, but I'm baffled by how they're doing it. It's 
yeah, I mean, there's, you know, there's, what, what was that? I know there's there a video game that was keeps getting pushed back, but there's so many movies, like the, the recent James Bond movie. James Bond is like my favorite film series, and I like cannot wait to see the next one. But, you know, first it was like, all right, it's coming out in April of 2020, and it's like, well, okay, now we're going to push it back. Right. Oh, now we're going to push it back again. Uh, we're going to push it back again, and then it's like, now, well, maybe it's just going to go to streaming. Oof. And then there's you know which it's of course yes i want to see it and they'll make money off of it but yeah it's like i mean that they'll is, make a fraction of what they would they'll make a fraction of what they would cuz like the james bond movies i mean that that's one of those franchises that makes like everybody goes to see that sure. it's you know i mean i mean speaking of disney it's like i mean there's a lot of disney i mean you know I, you know regardless of what was going on behind the scenes i know there was controversial you know that poor mulan movie just like right that was financially yeah. how did that do did you read anything about that so it did uh, not very well it made uh it, so so the thing was they like they do and you know we don't need to get too much into this but uh, the uh you know they catered very much to the chinese market with the movie and it did not do very well in china so a lot mm. of the changes they made to it people didn't like anyways and people were just so upset that why do we have to pay 30 dollars to watch this movie right and so you know then disney's eventually like oh, okay well it's free now i guess and then you know eh, well you have to pay 30 dollars because they put millions and they, millions into yeah, it seriously. and they can't just give it away i mean yeah. i i think that's pretty understandable yeah and you would yeah and, and you know but you know everybody's always got to complain about something of course so, of course you know but no they i mean it's it is you know it is really uh, uncertain because they there are still there are some shows and there are some even some movies that you know have been made that are almost like you know when you, when you would see um like Almost like a, like, you know, maybe sometimes, you know, there's plays that where it's like one or two people and it's like on one set. I mean, there are movies made like that. There was sure. a, an action movie with somebody in a cockpit of an airplane. Um, let's see. There was, um, I'm trying to think of another one, but they're, they're making a couple movies like that. I mean, those big budget action movies and the big, um, you, you know, like, you know, it's like a lot of movies that Disney does and some of sure. the, you know, especially like James Bond. Well, Jurassic World, the new Jurassic, Jurassic World. World movie is continuing. But if you think about it, they put everyone in front of a green screen anyway. Yeah. So uh, they could film them all separately and then, you know, add them all together with CGI. I mean, yeah. it's theoretically possible. But, you know, I watch Saturday Night Live and I, I still am not comfortable watching it. It's like, mm. well, I'm sure they're tested, but, you know, they're in each other's faces. And Kate McKinnon was playing a... Um, a psychic a medium in one episode, and she had her fingers on the other person's face, and I'm going, oh my it's gosh! Yeah, it was Adele. It was Adele, yeah. right? <laughs> and um, it's like, oh man, keep your hands to yourself. Don't you know what we're going through? And I yeah. know she does, and I know they're being safe. Yeah, and they're not sharing everything they're doing with the public. But as a member of the public, and I'm watching, I I worry for their safety, and that takes me out of the enjoyment. Right? Yeah, because you because I mean we even talked about this. I mean you've. I'm sure you've also visited that SNL stage. It's the, the, the it's not big. It is a small space that they use, you know, very well, especially right. when they're shooting stuff. But yeah, I mean, even with you know spacing and you know people being tested, people are still packed in there, and it it you know so it, it you know and there's a lot of talk shows that are going back to their old format. Uh, sure. And then yeah, and then there's yeah, and then I think for Jurassic World they wanted to do it in a bubble like you know the NBA did. Right, but I don't know how well that's going to work. So it's you just you don't know. I you mean, don't know. It, well, you know, I was watching um, this week. We were my wife and I were really pleased that This Is Us was back on. Right, and 
I was dumbfounded because they worked in the pandemic. They worked in Black Lives Matter mm -hmm. um, into the main storyline. So this was happening after, you know, in June. Yeah. And they had the couples together, you know, they're doing what couples do on television shows. And I'm thinking, how did they get the actors to feel comfortable? Did they isolate them together? Did Sterling K. Brown have to leave his family at home and go and live with his TV family to, you know, make that happen? It, yeah. it really is interesting to me. But they were able to create a wonderful episode. And I know they have a lot of stock footage from previous seasons because they, they play with timelines. So a lot of that is already footage that's been shot a couple of years ago. Right. But still, it's really um, fascinating to see the actors interact, and they were very careful to talk about in the script, I've been tested, it's okay, I can hug you, you know, I just got my test back, or whatever. Yeah. But still, it's, it, it's amazing how people are trying to figure out ways to move forward to have something during this just nutty time. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I agree with you. It's it's uh, like we always say, we will get there, but um, it is uh, it is a rough journey to get yeah. there. This too shall pass. This, hey, yes. I wanted to mention about Spirit of Lincoln. Please do. Um, I was looking for their dates. The film premiere is here at the Hoagland on November 13th. Right. God willing, you know, yes. the pandemic hasn't pushed us back a step or two. And then November 14th and 15th, that's when the virtual streaming event takes place on a show ticks. It'll run at seven o'clock each night. So people can watch it at home. And the best thing we're discovering about the show ticks yeah. is there is not a limit to the number of tickets you can sell. And everyone has the best seat in the house. That is good. That is great. Right. That is that is wonderful. So um, so yes, you will always be able to yes, you'll always be able to get a seat to watch it where you're comfortable right. in your house. And yes, with um, especially filming with different camera angles and everything, you will always see what's going on um, just as if you were in any seat um, in any, you know, any part of the theater. So it is that is great. So make sure you uh, look out for Spirit of Lincoln, get tickets for that, as well as the production this Halloween weekend, Dracula, a radio play. Gus, thank you so much for joining me once again. It is great to do this in person and hopefully... We can uh, continue doing this in person at some point. At um, some point, right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, you know, like, like you said, it's, it is week to week, almost day to day sometimes. But yeah, uh, this, this was... Well, we're going to find out today, and probably by the time, you know, this is released, that yeah. whether we've hit three days in a row with that metric... Right. So, you know, a lot's going to change today. Oh, we're doing something pretty cool tonight, I want to oh, mention. please do. Um, at the Hoagland, right outside our building, starting at 6.30 to 8.00, uh, the Community Foundation for the Land of Lincoln will be doing their um, the next 10 yes. presentations. So they're going to be uh, projecting onto the front of our building. And you're welcome to come out. The, the audience is welcome to come out. Uh, drive by on 6th Street. Honk at us if you want to as you pass by. But I'm, we're really thrilled to be a part of this. The Community Foundation for the Land of Lincoln, of course, such an important philanthropic group in the area. And uh, where they, they called me the other day, Stacy Reed called me and said, hey, Gus, we're doing this thing. And we were wondering, and I said, yes, I don't know what you're talking about, but yes, of course you can. We love you guys. So come on down. So they're doing that tonight. And uh, we have the perfect building to project on. We have all this, oh my God, you know, yeah. limestone that make, makes almost a perfect movie screen. So I'm really anxious to see what kind of slideshow they have prepared for us and uh, to help support this project, talking about 
what we can do in our city to make it better over the next 10 years. Good. That is wonderful. So make sure to stop on by to the Hoekland Center for the Arts and, you know, stick around, socially distance, of course, and, uh, you know, drive by, drive by honk, or drive by and honk. Uh, <laughs> so that'll, that'll be great. Uh, Gus, I will talk to you again next week. Thank you so much. Kevin, thank you.